Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, this is going to be either part two or part three of our uh, series on um, coming up with creative offers for properties that um, you're going to hold as a rental. Um, and these are, you know, specifically in markets where um, you can't really achieve the 1% rule. So in, you know, higher appreciating markets. Um, so what, what we did on our last couple episodes is we just took an example of a, uh, a house that we could buy for $200,000 and that house would rent for 1400 a month. We came up with some creative financing offers um, that would allow us to achieve some cash flow over month, give us a good return on our investment. And then by the end of our term, we would be somewhere close to uh, refinancing at 80% loan to value so that there would be no out-of-pocket expense or very little um, at that time. So the last couple episodes, we talked about uh, a 200K purchase price uh, with 20, 20K down and 4% interest over six years. That was kind of my offer. Um, and then Jeff came up with one with a, a 205 purchase price, 11K down. We actually modified that to 195. Oh, one, yeah, sorry, yeah. 195. Yeah, 195 purchase price, 11K down. Uh, and then we kept the interest at 2.5% um, over three years. And then the last one, the last offer we came up with was a $200,000 purchase price, $40,000 down, uh, $500 a month, principal only, and then uh, a balloon payment of 143. What was the term on? How long did we say on that, Jeff? We did three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. Three years on that one. Okay. So that was kind of our offers um, with the property being free and clear. So if you find a seller out there, property free and clear, uh, those, those are the type of offers that you can make and still uh, have some cash flow um, for, for rental and make a return on your investment. So now we're going to kind of go into what it would look like with debt on the property. Is that right, Jeff? Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to go through three different scenarios and see what we can create based on now having some underlying debt. And one of the things that I wanted to point out really quickly is those three examples that we did before when it was free and clear, this is on a property that they're asking 200,000, it's worth 200,000 and will rent for $1,400 a month. And we came up with three offers that we were within $5,000 of their asking price that would work as a buy and hold. Actually, some of them would net you 25 to 30 plus percent cash on cash return, if I'm right. not mistaken. So um, that's the, the power of creative financing. And being able to look at these and it's like a puzzle. Go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to add real quick, Jeff, and it's it's nets the seller more money over those terms, at least in our first two offers. And so the seller gets a little more money over that period of time than they, than they would selling on the, the market. Um, plus if you go direct to seller, there's no, you know, commissions, right? So right. that's, that's something we didn't really mention on the last episode, but that's important because right. um, we can show the seller how much they would net after paying commissions if they were to sell it on the market, or we can say, Hey, we got these creative offers right here. You're going to net a lot more. There's no commissions. Yep. Um, and so we can just spell that out. Sorry, I just wanted to add that real quick. No, you're right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at the same example, take the same assumptions, except now we're, we're going to add a component where there's underlying debt. 
and a payment. And we're going to figure out what, if anything, we can do um, to structure some financing to make it work for us and okay. for the seller, for that matter. And guys, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to share my calculator with you um, so that you can, if you're watching this on YouTube or, or listening to it on podcasts, you can follow along as well. Um, so that's, that'll give you some experience. <clears throat> All right, Jeff, let's do it. All right. So the first example is going to be where the seller still owes $147,000 on this property and their payment is $950 PITI, principal interest taxes and insurance. And so the real question becomes is, can we still make an offer on this property? Uh, what do you think, Jonathan, just based on, and if, if you guys are just listening to this episode, go back to the previous one or previous two even, and make sure that you're clear on, you know, all the numbers that we were playing around with. But we basically said, you know, the absolute most we can pay is 850 principal and interest, right? Right. That was like the top. Um, we couldn't go any more than that. Uh, here we're at 950, but it includes our taxes and insurance as well. Yeah, so we can definitely still make an offer. So, what are you thinking? Uh, I have nothing in mind. Okay, I was going <laughs> to ask you to take the, take the reins here. Um, so here's what what I I would look at immediately is. So the taxes are included in this payment. That's great. But the insurance, when, the, when you have an underlying mortgage payment, the way that I like to deal with insurance is I want to leave the seller's insurance in place. And then I want to go get a different separate insurance policy on the property. And so in reality, I'm going to pay another 30, 40, $50, whatever it may be on this payment and so i'm going to be close to a thousand dollars a month and we still got to take into account that there's probably going to be and it may or may not be depending on how you structure this as a rental or but i'm going to take into account that we're going to end up paying the water sewer garbage and i think we decided on the last couple of episodes that we were going to put that at about $80 a month. Right. Yeah. So we're almost at $1,100. Mm -hmm. So here's where the problem comes in is if we're at $1,100 and our cash flow is 14, what can we really offer the seller? Above their payment? Yeah. Not much. Not nothing mean, really. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, we're, I, we're, I, you, you might be able to squeeze out $50 or something, but to me, it's like, it's not even worth doing. Right. So to me, th this would be a pretty straightforward offer and it would be kind of like, Hey, take it or leave it. Um, uh, although we probably could create a couple of different offers. They would be very similar. Um, but, they may be, there's only going to be two variables that could change really. Um, so what my goal is, is that my interest rate is going to be irrelevant in this deal. Okay. It's going to be, uh, my, my interest rate's going to mirror their interest rate on the underlying loan. So those are the, my terms, right? I'm going to basically cover your payment. Yeah. What could be different are the down payment and the length of the term. Correct. So maybe what we do is we say, hey, <clears throat> now, will this work for everyone? I mean, um, they've got quite a bit of equity. They've got, you know, 25% equity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not going to just, I shouldn't say they're not going to, but a lot of people aren't just going to give that up. And call it good right now right you could go offer someone you know hey i'll give you thirteen thousand dollars down and i'll take over your existing debt and you know in 
three years, five years, whatever, I'll pay you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not, you're giving up $40,000 of your equity. Yeah. That, that could work, but unless there's you know, some real motivation and we, we've basically talked about that this property is in good shape, doesn't need any deferred maintenance, um, you know, that, that would require some motivation on the seller's part. And um, we're not going to go there. We're, we're going to say that there's not a lot of motivation. Right. Okay. So there's a couple different ways that we could structure this. So why don't we look at two really quick and then okay. move on to another example. <clears throat> All right. So let's say that, um, let's say that we're, we're, we're going to offer them basically the same deal that we offered them before. Um, but this one, well, we could, um, yeah, let's not even do that. Let's just make this simple. Um, let's say that we're coming in and we're going to offer two different offers. One will be at 190 Okay. Purchase price. I don't get you. You're probably not even going to have to do a whole lot of calculations on this. Okay. Um, so but we're going to make that payment. Well, let's down payment will be, let's say 10 grand. Okay. So we're asking them to finance 180. Yep. So really in reality, they've got $33,000 still coming to them. And I could structure this in two ways. So I could just say, hey, we owe you $180,000 on one note. And knowing that, hey, part of that one note is 147,000 that you owe to the bank. Yeah, so like a inclusive <coughs> trust deed or a wraparound mortgage? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Or I could break it up and I could say, all right, um, I owe you $33,000 for your equity and I'll pay the underlying payment. So um, I'm going to create two notes. One's gonna wrap around the existing note, just like you had mentioned. And then the equity um, is going to be in second position. And I would have no payments, no interest for, you know, it's just uh, your equity is protected in a whole nother note and you'll get it all when it's paid off sometime in the future. Okay. It can be structured either way. It probably is not going to make any difference either way in this case, because there's, you're, you're not paying on the equity either way. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so the payment's going to be $950 a month, P-I-T-I, <clears throat> and let's say in this case, there's a three-year balloon. Okay, you want me to plug that in, $950? No, no, because we're, we're, we're not worried. It's just going to be the same as the underlying payment. Okay. Um, uh, so what my goal is, is that, well, maybe we should just to kind of get an idea. Uh, what did we say that we thought that the taxes and insurance would make up $200? Uh-huh. Yep. So, all right, let, let's try to figure this out. So let's put in 180. Um, 80, we'd have to know what their underlying mortgage payment is. Let's say it's said four and a quarter. Oh, four and a quarter. Okay. Yeah, I'm making this up as we go. Two five. No, nope. you did. Yep. Four point two five percent interest. Okay. Thirty three hundred and sixty months. Yeah, three sixty for thirty year loan. Yeah, so we're we're not going to be able to figure that out very well. No, um, not with. Uh, yeah, it it doesn't matter. Um, what I do know is that remember <laughs> we wanted to get to about one hundred and sixty thousand um, at, at the, the end, end of, of our term, term. right? Yeah. Um, so you might want to see what the underlying mortgage is, um, and maybe you don't want to do a three-year balloon. Maybe you want to do a four or five year, give yourself more time for that principal pay down. And th- this is where it'd be a good time to create those two notes. And here's why. 
that so when it comes time to refinance, you already know that you owe them that thirty three thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, that stays the same. And then the the new note is all the principal, whatever the underlying note is, right? So you're getting all of the principal pay down that's occurring during that three year, four year, five year term. So if you're getting, you know, if you're eight years into this note or 12 years into this note, you might be seeing, you know, three, four, five hundred dollar a month principal pay down. Um, so if, let's say it's three hundred dollars, um, you know, you're getting thirty six hundred dollars over the course of a year um, and it's going to grow each month. So over the course of three years, four years, you're at ten thousand, you know, maybe twelve to fifteen thousand. So you'll be you'll be in that vicinity depending on and you'll want to see like the most current mortgage statement to understand how much is going toward principal each month right now. Right. Uh, you know, what your current, what their current interest rate is. Make sure it's not a variable rate and make sure it's not a, you know, there's going to be a loan that's going to be uh, with a balloon payment, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we can structure something where it's like a three, four, five year term. And then really the only other one we could do is say, hey, we'll offer you 195, six, 7,000, even 200 if you wanted to. Um, with maybe a little more down payment, maybe twelve, thirteen thousand dollars down. Mm-hmm. But all we're going to do is extend the term. Um, uh, so uh, we're going to pay you a higher price. You're going to have more equity when it gets paid off. But we're going to extend the term out. If you can wait longer on your money, we'll give you a better price. Yeah. But these aren't super enticing for the seller because there's no monthly cash flow to them, right? They're just literally going to sit on their equity. There's got to be some kind of motivation that either that money up front is enough to help them do whatever it is that they need to do. Or maybe maybe they're just a tired landlord and they don't want to do this anymore. And, um, you know, they don't care. You know, they don't need their equity right now. But it's more important that they're just done dealing with all the hassles that may come along with it. Okay, so how do we entice them? What's that? How do we entice them? I don't know that we do. Um, you know, to me, and I've done a number of these types of deals, and I, I would just tell them, look, I, I realize that you've got some equity, and we, we can preserve that equity. We can get it to you. We just can't get it to you up front. Um, where the issue is is that your payment's too high in regards to cash flow, and it doesn't allow us to pay you monthly. So if you're willing to wait on getting your equity, we can give you some money up front. You'll know that you'll have that insurance policy to know that we're, we're real and we're gonna do what we say we're gonna do. Um, but you're gonna wait on the rest of your equity. If that's gonna work for you, I could probably put together a couple of options that one you know, could be a little shorter term. So if you need to get to that equity sooner, we could probably work that out or a little longer term, but you'll make more money in the long run. Which do you think would work best for you? And to be honest, that you're not going to work with every seller on this kind of deal. No. Uh, you know, because if they need that equity or they're in the hot market and they think they can put it on the market and get it sold in a week, um, there's no reason to, to stay in this deal. Right. Um, but these are my only options that I'm going to present. And, and, you know, if this property needed work, I mean, this would be a potential subject to deal where uh, I'll pay you whatever money I'm agreeing to pay you over and above what you owe. And I'm going to just take over your existing debt for this period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much the only offer I'm going to make. Uh, there's no reason to make a cash offer. It's not low enough for us. Um, there's not enough equity. Uh, no reason to make a short-term financing offer. No reason to make a subordination offer. They owe too much. Right. Um, no reason to create um, like that simple interest hybrid deal because um, 
they're they're not getting any money so they're basically giving up equity every month and not getting anything at all in return so i'd rather be like hey this is what i can pay um we'll secure your equity that's not going anywhere but you got to wait on it and it's yeah. it's not ideal but it is what it is not every not every situation is going to be perfect and this is certainly uh, if the payment gets to be too high, it's a deal breaker for us. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember yesterday I had a lead that um, I can't remember the numbers, but I remember putting in the notes, this won't work because the payment is too high. Uh, I, I can't justify it to an owner occupant. I can't make it work as far as a rental. Um, yes, they're open to terms, but uh, their payment's too high. Won't make sense. Okay. Okay. So just to recap on that, you would, you would basically offer them about 10,000 down and then leave their equity in place for whatever that term is, three, five years. In this um, case, I'd probably give them a second note okay. for their equity and then just get the whatever principal pay down. That's what I'd want to verify. <coughs> Especially if it's, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars a month and growing, that would help. Um, and I'd probably make them two offers. One would be, you know, less, you know, maybe 190, maybe even 185, something like that. Um, one might be 190, 195, but I want a longer term. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that full $200,000 purchase price. No, not um, in this case. And yeah. it, it could be, but, um, I, I then need a longer term. Because yeah. we're not getting the same kind of principal pay down to get us to that 80% loan to value or better. Mm -hmm. um, and then what would your goal be with this? Still hold it as a rental, you think? Or? Yeah, I think if you were able to pick this up and you were into it for um, 1033 and you could get $1,400, um, you are making $270 a month cash flow. Um, you know, that's about $3,000 a year. You came with $10,000 or 12 or 13. Um, yeah, you're, you're at a 30% cash on cash return. Uh, it's not a super high cash flow. There's just not a lot of cash flow to be had. Hopefully no. the house will appreciate and hopefully rents will increase. And if you got yourself a long enough term, you'll realize some of that. But worst case scenario is, is that you don't have a lot of money out of pocket to own a rental and you got, you know, a 30% cash on cash return. Right. Right. Cool. Okay. okay. So yeah, guys, just realize that it gets a lot harder when there is existing debt, especially if that payment is high. I mean, if that payment was like 500 bucks a month, then there's more room to give the seller a little something a month. Um, but like, like Jeff said, um, you can say, hey, take it or leave it. This is what I can do. We're going to have to leave your equity in place uh, for you know whatever that term might be, three to five years. Um, but again, it, I can give you some money down and there's no real estate commissions that you're going to have to pay on your end. Um, so you can kind of pitch it that way to a seller and that might work. They're like, Hey, yeah, if you can get this done in, you know, a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm all in because uh, in this scenario, you're probably looking for a motivated seller. It's going to be someone that has little motivation um, because like Jeff said, they can probably just go sell this thing on the market. You'd be uh, surprised. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I I don't sometimes I wouldn't even want to make this offer, uh, but my experience has been is that probably a good fifty percent of the time, uh, someone that's kind of in this like they've got some equity, but you now it's not like there's a lot that we can do with it. They tend to to be a little more open. Not everyone, maybe half. Um, but we, we've done a number of deals like this and they've worked out actually really well for us, but, uh, the, the, what the goal here is make offers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, monetize your leads, turn them into deals. Um, this is probably something that most people 
it doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. And then based on your business, you decide would this fit, you know, for me personally, I probably wouldn't do this because $270 a month cash flow is not really that much. Uh, that doesn't excite me that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for someone that's you know, dying for deals and um, looking to get into deals with not a lot of money, maximize your cash on cash return fits. It works. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's look at another example. Okay. Okay, in this case, let's say that they owe 87000 and they have a 650 a month principal interest taxes and taxes and insurance payment. Okay. So this we can do fairly easily, okay? So if we go back to our previous episodes that we did with this example, we could literally use the same two examples that we used in those. So the one that you came up with, Jonathan, uh -huh. um, where you, you were willing to pay them 200,000, right? $20,000 down 4% interest amortized over 30 years, uh -huh. an $859 a month payment. And I think you said you wanted like a six year term. Yeah. That's, that's what we figured out <coughs> that, with a balloon the payment of one fifty eight nine thirty five. Correct. Okay. So what we would do here is a wrap. Then we'd create a new one loan that would encompass this loan. And let's figure out how this would work and what it would mean to the seller. Okay, cool. So I think what we've decided throughout is that taxes are $150 a month. Correct. So right now, if we're offering them a $859 a month principal and interest payment, they are getting about $200 a month cash flow, right? The, the seller yeah. is. Yeah. However, they're paying the taxes. So the new buyer is going to pay those taxes. So they're actually going to get another $150 a month yeah. from the buyer. Additional. But now all of a sudden they've got a $350 a month cash flow coming in, which may make a big difference to them 200 to 350 is a pretty big difference yeah okay so they're going to make 350 dollars a month cash flow coming in uh i don't know what their underlying interest rate may be on this it may be four percent it may be above four it may be below four but um it really shouldn't matter i mean every once in a while i get some well, I'm paying four and a quarter and you're only offering me 4%. And uh, I usually say, look, I'm happy to pay you 5%, but on uh, your 87,000, as opposed to 180,000. Mm -hmm. uh, so the interest rate isn't that big of a deal. Um, so the, the, we, we could go with that route where the seller is going to basically secure their you know, uh, $90,000 in equity, basically, um, uh, after their $87,000 underlying mortgage and, you know, they're financing 80000 about $90,000 in equity, $93,000. Um, they're going to make $300 a month, um, $350,000, and uh, we just go the same exact deal that you had before and we wrap it. Okay. No difference. And again, we could create this one of two ways. We could wrap the entire thing, make it one new note, or we could give them two notes, one for the 87 and one for the balance of their equity. I don't really, unless there's a reason to, to make two notes, I don't. Um, uh, so if they had a super low payment and I was going to make them some kind of payment on their equity alone, then maybe I would look at making two notes, but most of the time I just create one. Okay. Okay. So that would work. Um, and no difference based on, you know, we created that offer on a free and clear house, but the numbers still work on this house. Does yep. that make sense? Yep. Okay. So that also means that option number two that we created 
um, my simple interest kind of hybrid offer would also work. And I think we offered 195. Yeah, correct. With like $11,000 down. Yep. Um, we'd be paying $800 a month for 36 months. Um, yep, their balloon payment would be, I don't remember what we decided it would be like. Um, we, we uh, the balloon payment was still right around that. I think it was like 162. Let's see. We, we try to get close to that. So if we're doing that 160 one, mark for the refinance, we did 195 minus 11, right? So 184, yeah. 2.5%. I think we went 42 months. Oh, okay. Yeah. <coughs> 2.5 interest. Yeah. So it came out to be like 165, 731. And we were confident enough that you know, that's close enough that hopefully by the time they uh, we have to refinance that there would be some appreciation. Yeah, that's right. Okay. okay. So yeah, that was, that was uh, <clears throat> two months. So we're, we're offering $800 a month payment. Correct. Like 650. Remember, we're going to end up paying the taxes. So they're going to receive uh, 950. So they're actually making $300 a month cash flow. Yeah. Got to make sure that you cover at least their payment. Your payment to them can't be less than their payment to the bank. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the more money you can offer them to be making each month, the more enticing it becomes. We just uh -huh. talked about you know an example where we couldn't offer them any cash flow. So in this case, we could two different times. One's on a shorter term, like a 42-month. One's on a little longer term, a six-year Yep. Um, uh, they're going to net. In, in this case, it's not a net. I like to figure it out as gross. Um, and really what I do is I just figure out, hey, you're going to get $800, um, $800 a month principal and interest payment for 42 months plus the balloon payment plus the down payment. Because you have an underlying debt um, that it's not net, it's going to be gross. Yeah. yeah. Okay? But those two offers work. Would a subordination offer work on this? Uh, it could. Well, no, because you can't put anyone in first position. Yeah, you'd have to pay off the 87000 yeah. And to be honest, that's too much. Yeah, that would uh, be a little harder to make work, uh, yeah. especially with your payment. Yeah, if we were getting a higher monthly payment, maybe, but um, based on where we're at with this, no, um, that would not work. Yeah. <clears throat> we could make a cash offer. We could make a short-term finance offer where, uh, you know, we're going to hold it for a little while and then refinance it. But I don't know really what the goal would be there. Um, so I, we're pretty much looking at wrapped scenarios here. Mm -hmm. And we can make them work. Now we just got to figure out what's the price, what's the down we're willing to do, um, and what are the terms? How do we get to that 80% loan to value? Yeah, and I, I hope that our, our listeners out there can really see how if if their payment is low enough, again, below below what we need our payment to be, then we can do a wrap and pay them a little money on their equity over a period of time. And so that's why we're able to adapt the two offers from our free and clear scenario over to this, um, except that we're, we're able to give, make, you know, give them a little interest um, uh, above their payment every single month because their payment is just low enough. So that payment factor uh, is, is crucial in this scenario. Yep. Yep. Well, let's look at one more offer or one more scenario and, <clears throat> Um, I think this one will be pretty easy. And the reason that I did it this way is I want people to start trying to look at the different scenarios. Sometimes offers will work for different scenarios that you, you have to deal with. Sometimes they will not. And uh, this one, the seller owes $55,000 and their payments $500 a month principal and interest, no taxes and insurance. So the first thing that we should do is figure out, hey, the taxes are 150, 
insurance is probably going to be another 50. So $200 more, right? Uh -huh. Need to be added to this payment. Now, if the seller, um, if it's not escrowed in their payment, we could probably um, uh, just the buyer could start making that payment, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, if it's not escrowed, then most likely the bank's not going to be notified. You're going to come across this very, very, not very often. Um, uh, normally the taxes are going to be escrowed. Sometimes they pay insurance separately. I don't know why, but uh, most of the time you're going to see it as all escrowed together. But right. if it's not, then um, you, you got to make sure that you add this on top because these are an expense and it's going to be expense for the buyer. Yeah. Right. So, but in this case, the seller's just paying $500. And if we can at least eliminate their taxes, um, that's going to be another $150. So again, if we offered those two options that we just talked about, they would work, right? They, mm -hmm. They're still going to be an $850 a month payment. Mm -hmm. But we're going to cover taxes and insurance, either reimburse the seller, uh, taxes, not insurance, sorry. Um, that we're going to at least reimburse the seller 150 or the buyer's going to pay the taxes directly um, or the $800 a month cash flow. And it's going to cover the $500 a month principal and interest and we'll reimburse for taxes. Right. So th those two offers, again, work. Okay. Okay. So now really the question becomes is, are there any other offers that may work in this scenario? So the first thing that comes to mind is, would a subordination offer work? Jonathan? Okay. Sorry, guys, we lost connection there. Um, anyway, Jeff was asking me if, uh, if there was uh, another offer that we can make. And um, what he kind of thought of uh, was doing a, a subordination. And no, would it work? Do you, do you think a subordination would work in this situation? And, and yeah, I think it could. I think it could be. I think it could be close, right? Yeah, so, it, it's possible, especially if you're able to borrow money, maybe in the five six percent range. Um, you know, if you are more at that seven and eight percent, I, I really don't think it does. And if it does, there's not much you're going to be able to offer the seller on their equity. Um, uh, and keep in mind, first, with a subordination offer, you've got to pay. There can be nothing owed on the property, right? Right. So you've got to pay off that underlying note of 55000 yeah. The seller still hasn't gotten any money. And yeah. so if we're going to give the seller some money on top of it, you might be at sixty-five dollars to $75,000 on this note. If you're paying... 75,000 times 0.08, that's 6,000 for the year divided by 12, that's $500. Uh, we already know we don't want to exceed 850 total on this to, you know, otherwise the cash flow doesn't make sense. Yeah. So all you could offer your seller was somewhere around 350, 350. for their 125,000 or so note. That's not a lot. You're not getting, even if it was principal only, um, it's not even getting you a, a good enough principal pay down. Um, so it becomes pretty tight. Uh, yeah. Uh, Especially so, if you have that much equity, you know, like 125, they're like, uh, you're going to pay me how much a month? Right. A right. month? Yeah. <laughs> equity? Yep. And, and you probably wouldn't be offering any more than. Uh, they wouldn't be getting any more than their purchase price. So 
if you tried to extend this out three, four, or five years, they're still only getting two hundred thousand. They're not making any interest. Um, you know, it probably becomes less attractive situation, um, and that's why you know when when and the whole point of of going through this exercise was to look at how do we create a rental where you know you're in an appreciating market, and you're not finding stuff that that's around that 1% rule. Yeah. Well, there's certainly ways of doing it. Uh, yeah. I think we've shown that. However, the lower the rents, the less opportunities we have of structuring something, right? Uh, if we were looking at, hey, this property is worth 120 and it'll rent for $800 a month, I mean, we have less um options to create and if there's debt on the property i mean it creates even more of a headache to try yeah. to if yeah. if we're looking at a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar home and it would bring in twenty three hundred dollars we, we have a little more opportunity to try to create because we're, we're working with a little bigger number right right so one uh, a couple of things that i want to just kind of throw out there so people get a good understanding. One is, is that creative financing will allow you to create deals where maybe people don't see deals otherwise. Yeah. Creative financing will not overcome every situation and make every deal a possible deal. Um, it just can't. Uh, you know, if you look at example, any of these examples, if the payment was over $1,000 a month, um, we're pretty much done, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, thousand dollars plus taxes and insurance. If it was eleven, twelve hundred dollars, pretty much done. Yeah, there'd There's be not no a lot. Well. You could go offer a subject to deal, and that would be it. Yeah. So these things matter, and just because, and the the whole goal of this podcast is to show people that you can use creative financing in so many different ways and it will help you monetize your leads, get deals that maybe no one else would be going after, but it can't get all of them. Right? Right. There are times where it just will not make sense. And you've got to, the goal of this is to help you start realizing quickly, this won't work or yeah. Um, hey, I might be able to make this work and it might be more like our example uh, two where it's like, look, I can't even offer them any cash flow each month, but hey, they want an offer, I'll give them an offer and it'll work for me. If it doesn't work for them, so be it. Um, right. Yeah, we'll move on. And yeah. So that was the whole goal, but we came up with a number of different options and we could have come up with quite a few more Uh on a property that you're probably finding all across the country. Uh, it's something that is worth 200 that would rent for 14, not really anywhere near that 1% rule. Um, but I would also tell you that if you have that same property and uh, now they wanted 250 and it's still only rented for 1400, it's going to get harder and harder to try to put something together that would make sense. Um, so the further you get away from that 1% rule, the, the more difficult it's going to get to try to structure some terms that would still work. Yeah, definitely. And I think we've done a really good job of illustrating everything you just talked about, Jeff. Um, <clears throat> so again, it, it just comes down to payment and what the margins are there between what you can rent it for and what your payment would be. And, um, you know, the tighter that is, the less, the less you can do with the property. Um, and so that's a great point, Jeff. And hopefully this helps our listeners out there kind of quickly analyze, like you said, Jeff, kind of quickly analyze uh, the, the deal or the property to see if there's anything else they can do there. Um, and so if there's a, you know, if there's a high payment in place and, you know, the, and they know they can only get 14 hundred a month and the payments, you know, a thousand, it's a deal killer. So you can look at that and you're just like, that's a deal killer. So now we just need to see if we can just offer, you know, just pay them their equity up front and, and take it subject to. So that's, that's a really good point, guys. I hope that helps you 
um, just quickly analyze what you, you know, what you can and can't do here, um, or at least kind of give you, you know, kind of give you that found that basic foundation of how to look at a deal and uh, work backwards from that rental price uh, that that we can get it once a month on the property. Um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up here then, Jeff. I, yeah. um, I, I don't know what else to say on these uh, aside from what we illustrated already, but uh, I, this has been a good experience for me. Um, and like I said, one of my takeaways uh, was just looking uh, at that term and getting enough principal pay down over that term so that you can refinance out of it. That's something I didn't even think of. Um, but of course, keeping your, your payment low enough so that you can achieve some kind of cash flow, that's that's another important factor as well. Um, so it, this always helps me to just run through these scenarios and run through these these numbers. Um, and I think this is a really good example uh, with the, you know a two hundred thousand dollar purchase price with a house that can only rent for fourteen hundred because we got those in our market here. Um, and I'm sure you know in any market across the country that you can find something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, any anything else you want to say on this? Yeah, well, keep in mind. I mean, we talked before we started this episode about how you really want to acquire a mobile home park in 2020, and I would really hope that one of the goals is is that you acquire it with creative financing in some yes. way or another, and you certainly want to make sure that hey, you're going to have this term long enough where hey, when it comes time that I've got to refinance, the refinance is easy rather than I've got to bring a whole bunch more money to the table. And now you don't know what three years, five years, seven years, whatever is going to be. Um, maybe things are great. Maybe you're, you know, you've got millions of dollars laying around and it's like not a big deal. No problem. Maybe you just invested all your money and you don't have millions of dollars laying around and it's coming time to, to refinance and you're short. Uh, always know where you're going to be. Uh, and I try to structure things where at the very least you're close, right? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe some appreciation will make up the difference, but you're close. And if you're not, uh, that could be a very rude awakening for you, you know, come three years, five years after you celebrated that you put together a creative financing deal, but you didn't quite take into account <laughs> all the details. Yeah, that could be pretty crushing at the <laughs> yeah, end. Could. Yes. Yeah, uh, especially with commercial stuff. I mean, it's it's more important because, you know, they, I mean, you're, you're required to be at 75% loan to value or even 70% loan to value, um, you know, in, in, in the commercial world. Right. So 20% with, you know, residential 20% equity, um, or an 80% loan to value is, is pretty common, but yeah, in the commercial world, you're right, Jeff. I mean, you don't want to get to the end of that term and be like, man, I still need to pull out, you know, $80,000 to close this or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, not not be able to access that cash because then the you know they, they can just take the property back you don't want to put yourself in that position you, you want to have a pretty clear idea of um, going in where you're going to be in you know three years five years whatever the term is that you negotiate otherwise i'm not sure why you negotiated it uh, yeah you know have a reason why you're you're asking for what you're asking exactly uh, yeah Love it. Okay, guys. Well, I hope that's been valuable for you. Um, again, if you're not in front of a calculator uh, and you're listening to this uh, driving or at the gym or whatever, try to go back through these episodes and just punch in the numbers to run the numbers along with us. Um, and again, like we said at the beginning of the series that uh, we were just doing this on the fly. So Jeff, Jeff just took you know, this scenario of purchase price of 200,000 and $1,400 a month in rent and everything else was made up after that. Um, and so I think it's, uh, it's always a great opportunity to learn. And so if you're able to go back and punch it into the calculator, because that's just how you get real experience, right? Just by doing it. So, um, 
definitely go back and do that. But guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys out there. Um, we've been getting more, more and more people um, uh, that's been texting uh, for the access to the video. So that's, that's been great. Um, and we want to keep that momentum going into 2020. Uh, so guys, if you want to reach us, if you got a comment or a question, or if you're out there making deals happen like this, we want to hear from you. Um, you can reach us on our hotline number. That's 877-409-8090. Again, 877-409-8090. You can also text CFP uh, to that number and it'll shoot you back the link for that uh, video that Jeff did on structuring these offers um, step by step and his exit strategy uh, on that deal. Um, you can find us on the web at the Creative Financing Podcast. That's where all of our episodes are. Uh, we're on Facebook at the Creative Financing Podcast and YouTube at the Creative Financing Show. Um, also, if you want to uh, talk to Jeff about his apprenticeship program, um, call our hotline number and just specifically mention that you're interested in his apprenticeship program. You want to say anything more on that, Jeff? I, I'm just looking to build, I, I'm, I'm looking to help you know, a bunch of people in 2021, not only learn um, a little more about how to use creative financing, but I don't care if you're a total beginner or if you're a little more experienced, um, help you take whatever you're trying to do to the next level and get paid while you're doing it. Um, I, I think it'll be super fun and very helpful to you. Yeah, cool. All right, guys. Well, that uh, wraps this one up. So until next time, go out there and create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.